Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to Marvel Vision, a podcast about Marvel, the MCU, and right now, Hawkeye, episode two. Hawkeye. Hawkeye, episode two. They haven't said that yet. Very interesting. But I have said my name. It's Alex. And I, my name is Hawkeye, Justin. Uh, Pete. And as mentioned, we're going to be talking about the second episode of Hawkeye on Disney+. Plus. If you haven't seen it, go watch it, because we're going to spoil the heck out of it. But brief bit of recap before we get into here. Most of episode one was spent catching up with Clint Barton after all of the Avengers movies and all of the Infinity Saga, as we are wont to call it okay, now. Okay, yeah. He's been a little bummed out about stuff, specifically his role in the death of Black Widow, something that popped up again when he went to see Rogers the Musical on Broadway with his kids. Bother anybody. It didn't bother anybody? No, I said it would bother anybody. Oh, sure. Yes. Yes, absolutely. You know when you go see a musical. Yes. When I see Wicked, I feel guilty about how I had a hand in as you should of of the um, Wicked Witch of the West. I mean, spoiler. I was there for that. Fine at the end. Yeah, of the music. Yeah, it's, a little it's bit fine. of a twist. Yeah, great. That's why you got to be careful who you throw water on. So, as I was <laughs> saying about the show Hawkeye, what happens here is he gets involved in the life of a new vigilante because he sees somebody sure, running around sure. in his Ronin suit, which he used mm-hmm. to kill a bunch of people while everybody was blipped away for five years. And he still feels bad about that as well. So Clint Barton, very bummed out about a lot of things. Um, It isn't until the very end he meets up with this person who takes up the bulk of the episode, who is Kate Bishop, played by Haley Steinfeld. And we get to meet, find out a lot more about her. She was inspired by Hawkeye at the Battle of New York. She uh, eventually trained herself to be this incredible, incredible at basically everything, certainly archery, yeah. uh, but also swordplay and a bunch of other sports. Uh, and she gets embroiled in this thing with her new potential stepdad, Jacques Duquesne. Did I say Ooh. it right this time? That's that's correct, I believe. Yes. A.K.A. the swordsman, as we know. Though I do think the... they say Jack. They say Jack. Jack. Um, sure. To, uh, it's just spelled Jack like in the Jacques. French style. Jacques. Jacques. Yes. But uh, Jack Duquesne, and he is romancing her mom. Her dad died, we think, in the Battle of New York. And at the I end, bet he didn't. I bet he didn't as well. Oh, come and on. At the, it's Brian Darcy James. you got to bring him back. There was something. a lot he's, of building He's a missing. big Broadway star, speaking of Broadway yes, shows. exactly. In any case, by the end of the last episode, they finally came face to face. Uh, after being attacked by the tracksuit mafia. And this episode, we get a lot more about that. So they kind of feel each other out and figure each other out. We get more of that dynamic we know from the comic book where Kate is just very lovingly needling Clint pretty much all the time. He doesn't want to be there. All he wants is the suit back. Ultimately, he goes to some LARPing in Central Park to get it back, which he does, mind you. And then by the end of the episode, they are both captured by the Troxuit Mafia, who seemingly is led by Maya Lopez, a.k.a. Echo, Echo. played by Alakwa Cox, uh, who 
not only is she showing up here, but we already know is getting her own spinoff series on Disney Plus in the next Ooh. couple of years. So obviously they are all Ooh. in on her. She is a big new character. So that's very exciting. Lots of other things to talk about in the episode. But as we continue the series here, I think we were all pretty positive about the first episode, though. Yeah surprised, or at least two of us were surprised, about the heavy focus on Kate Bishop in particular over Clint Barton. What do you think about the balance here in this episode, first of all? Do you feel like it went back, or is it still the Kate Bishop show? I feel like it's shifted over um, to the 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 partnership, the duo here in a good way. And it's also much more fun. This is what I was talking about in the last episode. Like we get a lot more fun here. Um, Clint is very much like, Oh, now you're having but, fun. Well, the show's having more uh, fun. The whole no, LARPing thing. The first episode. No, I think you know what I mean. Nope. Um, this, it feels like uh, Clint is the whole LARPing thing um, was fun. We're calling out his seriousness as a thing. It's like, Hey man, it feels like the show is like, Hey, lighten up. This is actually fun. What you're doing. Um, and I appreciate that. And on the other side of it, I feel like Kate had less to do, much less to do in this episode. She sort of was doing a lot of like, hey, Clint, I'm here. How dare you? She has a new like dude, like stepfather, maybe she's dealing with a lot. How dare you? I'm just saying it felt like she was sort of a little bit. It was a lot of her texting in this episode, which I think is fine. I'm not That's down on it. Super it's real on balancing. Dude, Justin, you're on. not really familiar with uh, what we teens are like. We text yeah, exactly. a lot. Yeah, exactly. Totes my goats. But I thought for sure it was going to be a lot of like, um, here's my landline number, or um, if you want to fax me, just pe- feel free to send it here. What year right do you to live the in? attention. Right. Uh, usually, usually you write a letter, hand it to the man on the horse, and then he rides several states over to deliver <laughs> it, right? Yes, uh, this is. I, I should ask. Um, where should I send my wax cylinder of what I'm recording here for this podcast? Do I do I mail it to you, Alex? And you uh, just give it to Samuel Mad New Invented Records. I forget his name. Uh, Samuel Mad New Invented. <laughs> yeah. Pete, what did you think about this episode? Obviously, you're pretty high on the first one. So, how are you feeling about the balance you, here? How'd you feel? You're about pretty the high. Stuff? Yeah, yeah, you're, you're goddamn right. I'm wasted. Also, I think it's one of those things where this is a blast. I'm having a great time. This is just, you know, like serious guy forced to not take himself seriously. Great. I, you know, I think we got more Kate Bishop in the last episode, maybe a little less, but it's still a very Kate Bishop driven. We called out Pizza Dog for Pizza Dog. I'm happy where things are going. This is a good time. Mm. I think I'm, I don't know if I'm halfway between you guys necessarily, but I, I actually felt like it was pretty Kate Bishop driven, like Pete is saying here, to less of a degree. You know, she's not necessarily the opening credits. Now we just get like a small little sting with a Hawkeye title sequence. So we don't see her training there necessarily. So they definitely bring them together. And I think by the end of the episode, obviously they are physically together. And I think that's what we're going to see over the course of the next four episodes. But still, most of what is happening here, like there's the whole LARPing sequence and there's some stuff with Clint's kids and that's fine. But for the most part, the really interesting stuff is happening with Kate. What's happening with Jack, that sword fight in the middle was awesome. That was how that played out. That was very cool. And I do think, I know Pete's going to yell at me here. But I do think the LARPing, I I know the path we're on is getting Clint out of a shell. And like Justin, you were saying, having more fun. But even now, I'm like, 
<sighs> are we at this point in society where we're still making fun of LARPing? Like, I feel like what that was... What are you talking about making fun of LARPing? LARPing was a huge part of the episode, and maybe Clint's not cool with it, but everybody else in that scene was having the time of their lives. So he go was fuck so yourself. no budding in this whole thing. He was like, no, no, he's, no. Yeah, yeah, but he's also the curmudgeon, the one on the outside. Like I he's guess, the only one not I just having wanted, fun. Here's what I wanted. I'm gonna armchair rewrite this episode. Oh, okay, this is gonna Ooh, be what I be wanted good. in that scene where he was going through and chopping through everybody. I wanted to see him get more into it. Like realize, okay, I am having a good time thwacking all these people because by the time he gets to the guy, the guy's like, come on, you're having a good time. And he's like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. And that's, that's not fun to watch as a viewer. You know, I want to see. Alex, if you're a professional Avenger and you Mm -hmm. have to LARP, I don't know if you're going to get into it, all right? I don't know. Sure. I, I think Alex's point, though, yeah. is like we want this character to be more fun. And I feel right. like if that – because I agree with you. If he like over the course – especially of that slow-mo montage, which I thought was awesome. So if much he fun. slowly just got into it and then was like throwing a cardboard uh, like knife at someone, uh, <laughs> like they hit him in the chest. Like, or like the fun – something fun there. We only, Instead, we get like a little cracked smile, I feel like, over the course of that and – if it's, if it's a slow progression about him slowly becoming f- the littlest bit of a fun person, fine. That's a weird full season <laughs> arc for me. Um, but that, I do think we've made a couple steps in the right direction. And Absolutely. the show feels more fun with Kate and, and Clint together, her making mistakes, him being like, here we go again with this. Um, that energy is a classic. Yeah, but uh, that's the fun of it, Berta. right? Is he's not. He's a curmudgeon, so having him having fun is not part of what the show is. Seeing him miserable in the LARPing is great because it is fun. It is cool. Everybody's having fun around him, and he's miserable. It's a cool idea. I thought they did it really well. But I I guess what I'm saying is if he – I don't – it doesn't – sorry, Alex. It doesn't – it doesn't take anything away from him to enjoy it more, I think. It it, The scene still plays in in a way, and especially when so much of his story – yeah, so much of his story revolves around, honey, I'm definitely going to be home for Christmas. I'm just Please, like, we are down. ahead of this character. Let him loose a little bit rather mm-hmm. than this like very like, we know. We know I don't know not- why you guys keep writing ahead of this character. He is who he is. He is who he's been in the other movies. He's not all of a sudden going to just magically going to get know, better. It's going like to be an uphill was in the battle. Other movies and I want him to be different here. That's all. You can't. Yes. I know. I I know. I I get it. You're not wrong, Pete. Like, you're 100% correct that this is consistent with the Clint Barton that we know in every single movie. I just, to Justin's point, this thing that he's going to get into six episodes, you know, and by the sixth episode, be like, you know what? Christmas is pretty fun. I'm about to make <laughs> yeah, time yeah, yeah, I'm like, exactly. come on. <laughs> yeah. oh, come on. Do that four episodes come ago. I'm watching the show. I'm investing my time. It, it's fine. It's absolutely fine. It is fine because the LARPers were having a great time. There was some fun slow motion stuff. And the fact that he had to, like, lose was even better because he hated it. That was I didn't funny. think he and was going to do it. I didn't think he would be able to concede. It was impressive that he did. And I will say, if you take a step back um, and look at the idea, like the LARPers were so self-serious, very yep. Hawkeye thing to do. And he was being like sort of condescending about the whole thing. But he was also there to pick up 
a ninja costume. <laughs> oh, it's sort of like, it's like, but, and that's where I, that's this. I think that that joke or that funny idea was on the table there, but they never really pointed at it to make the to complete the reference. Like, hey, I know you think you're better than this, but you're here for an equally dumb reason. <laughs> so, like, why don't you enjoy that? We're all here doing basically the same thing. You're just a more professional ba- larp. Basically, the same thing. That is not true, well, sir. I, I you're think... a larper. Hey, Hawkeye, you're a larper. Where the Thanos has a really cool cardboard sword. Yeah, but come on, dude. There's a little bit more at stake when he fights Thanos than fucking LARPing. I mean, don't, don't put down LARPing yourself. like that, Pete. Yeah, Pete, That's you're so I'm down saying. on LARPing. The dynamic does come into play, though, in this episode very heavily, and it is funny to me how quickly it turns with Kate from her being like, wow, I'm your biggest fan. I can't believe I'm meeting to you to like, here's 15 problems that you have, Clint, and why you suck. And I'm going to keep texting you and needling you. That's oh my great. God. And the stuff at the end, again, not to keep getting ahead of it, but like at the end, when Kate falls through the skylight and they're both tied yeah. to those little hobby horses and the tracksuit mafia is following them, facing them down. I was like, great. This is it. This is the show. This is where we're going to be living, hopefully, for the next couple of episodes. Awesome. And I did have a problem with taking the two hours to get there because I have been enjoying myself, but it definitely feels more comfortable to be in this place that we're at in the in the. You could enjoy the ride. I thought the ride was a great time, and also the whole thing. Here's the, the thing about taking rides, Pete. Have you ever oh, been yeah. on a road trip? Because everybody's like, enjoy the ride, and a lot of that is just empty space with signs plugging McDonald's 15 miles from here. So that's what about good south of the border. Those are fun. Now, you never saw such a place. Now we are finally at the biggest ball of twine <laughs> in the M. Year. That's where we are at right now. Okay. So I'm very excited about that. Enjoy the ride, my friend. I'm going to throw something else at you while I'm needling Pete, okay? Because I've been thinking (laughs) about this with these first two episodes. You are absolutely going to hate this, Pete, so I'm sorry. But I 100% stand by this statement. After two episodes, Hawkeye is what the Marvel Netflix shows wanted to be but could never execute properly. What are you saying out loud? What just happened? What does that even mean? The Marvel Netflix shows are these street-level shows with just people having, like, big, crazy street fights, often in hallways. There's a lot of good emotional stuff. There's a lot of stuff that I liked in there, but they were always 10 to 15 minutes too long and, like, equally at the same point, like, 5 to 10% too slow. Like hey, everything Alex. Is moving. Yes, hi, what's up? Alex, why don't you take a step back from the microphone and punch yourself in the face, you piece of shit. Wow. Fuck you. Some of the Marvel TV shows were some of the best oh, things that's ever happened. A couple. And the only reason we're here right now, so go the take a step back and go fuck yourself. The only reason we're here right now? Yeah, exactly right. Oh, that's right. I forgot your parents conceived you during Jessica Jones season two. That's that's no, true. First off, we all know Jessica Jones season two wasn't the best thing. Okay, so <laughs> wow, stop. instant. Let me, stop. Th- let me throw this out here. Can you both be wrong? Can we... Can we <laughs> Can we unhave this conversation at all? Uh, I because don't know. I stand by this point because I do think like there are a lot of things to like about the Marvel Netflix shows, but a the ton pace, of shit. The pace 
even with the things that you liked were always a little too slow. This speeds it up. This is getting through quicker. It's still having the ground level stuff and the fun fights and the quips. But Jessica Jones season one was perfection. Absolutely perfection. Let me ask you. Daredevil was a ton of fun. Luke Cage was was groundbreaking. Go fuck yourself. Second season of Luke Cage. Let me me just interject here because we could hear Pete do this. Uh, for the rest of our lives and probably will. We could will. do this all day. <laughs> yeah, Good. exactly. But why do you drawing a comparison to the Netflix shows? Um, are you saying because it is exactly. like this sort of street level crime plot? Yes. Um, okay. That is exactly Cause, why. Because I, I agree with you and I think it is all uh, uh, executed better. Like the tracksuit mafia, all that stuff is fun. It's funny Hilarious. in the right ways. and But they're also threatening. And it's also the way that the, these characters are making mistakes is something that the Netflix shows could never pull off. It was always a little bit like, we know where this is going. It's taking too long. I'm getting a little bit frustrated with watching this. And in this show, things are moving quickly. We get to see Kate mess up a bunch in a fun way, which is a classic Clint Hawkeye thing to do, but she gets to do it a lot. And I think that's a great uh, choice that they made. Well, what it sort of is, to get back to the comics for a second, is later Kate to me. Like Kate in Hawkeye, the Matt Fraction, David Aja series, is kind of better at it than Clint. Like Clint is constantly getting the shit kicked out of him. He's getting beat up. He's covered in bandages. And Kate is like, oh, boy, what are you doing here? Later, Kate, in the comics, they let her take on a little bit of that Clintness from that initial Hawkeye book. And I feel like that's what they're looping in here that Haley Steinfeld is leading into really nicely. And it's very fun to watch. Like the whole th- sequence. It is into- fun to watch. So maybe just enjoy it and stop fucking comparing it to other shit and punching down it. Maybe a show that came earlier to help this show happen. You piece of shit. Critic- criticizing any television show is not punching down. No, <laughs> that's not what that also, means. <laughs> our podcast is definitely not punching down on the multi-million dollar Marvel Netflix shows. If anything, I'm barely scratching. Uh, I don't know. First thing I thought of was Scrotum. It was about oh, as far wow. as I could reach. Why but. would that be the first thing? Interesting. You I listen. It's what the first is thing your deal? Interesting. Uh, <laughs> wait, could you just lay out what are you actually right? analogy? Well, well, because I'm like a little on. guy and I'm like trying to scratch. And that's as far as I can reach. So you would say this show really scratches the Scrotum as well. Let me just, <laughs> oh is that, let me just try to get what your statement. No, 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 it's above it. It's uh, just, I'm, it punches uh, down. Somebody says scratch and you think Scrotum. That's what you say scrotum. <laughs> yeah, scrotum. 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 And I'm the fucking weirdo. That's unbelievable. <laughs> Nobody said you were the weirdo. Uh, so there's a couple of other sequences we should probably talk here. I, I know I mentioned it earlier, but the sword fight is great uh, where fantastic. Kate faces down Jack, is trying to Proves get information she, on. He's a liar. Proves he's a liar. I loved how this played out. I loved that there are four beats to this. You know, yeah. like you expect they fight. Three. He's like, no, 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 because they she gets three points on him while they're doing the sword sword play while they're doing the sword fight. Uh, and then it isn't until she attacks him right after that when he's not looking that yeah. he knocks the sword out of her head. And that's the thing that proves to her like, oh, OK, this guy is 100 percent lying yeah. about stuff. I also love the moment right before that, the dinner table thing where she says, come on, let's have a sword fight right now. And he's like, I don't think we should do that. And she's like, 
why not? And he's like, okay. And Vera for bigger responding and also being like, why not? And that was the thing that could yeah, be. That's what pushed yeah. you. Yeah. So fun. Just great sequence across the board. Well, and I, I really you're like itching these... to fucking fight someone because you're a psychopath. It was really you're, you're itching or like scratching, I guess you could say. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really like the way these characters, uh, Jack and um, Kate's mom, are menacing. They're doing very. They're not doing a lot of like menacing things, but the way they're playing these characters is menacing, and I really yeah. like that as a sort of storm cloud over the show, being like they're going to be trouble down the line. And the way he knocks her sword out of her hand and it spins on its head, I was like, this guy is way deadlier than we've we've seen it. I agree with you, Justin. This is like the storm shadow, okay? And Ronan is like the snake eyes. You know what I mean? I don't like, think. I, agree I with don't what think that's saying. what I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let, let me say, Pete. That's. The second worst analogy I've heard on this show today. Wow. The big Russian guy uh, who works for Echo, though, I would say is like the barbecue. Is that one of the characters? Wow. Yes. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. Nice job. And um, Clint is um, like the um, uh, chocolate just, volcano. Which, which GI Joe is? Which chocolate volcano is which GI Joe? I Kate is like the edible arrangement, I would say. Oh, it's I love those. Yeah. It's all about just like fun party foods. That's really good. You guys yeah, aren't as close as you think Different you mangoes. What huh? did you think? <laughs> this is the only moment in the episode that stood out to me as being like real forced and weird. I'm fine with it happening, Pete. I'm not mad about it. I'm just asking about it and pointing it out. The butterscotch moment. And the yeah. reason I say that is because what are you talking it about? came up in the previously on, and I was like, the butterscotch? Why are we talking about this weird that was the, That's how she knew he was evil. There was no yes. reason for him to offer. I know that. There's no reason Dude, for if you're an evil person and moment. you monogram butterscotch, you're going to go around offering. No, no, no. That's that how it works. Armand monogrammed the butterscotch, and I want to remind you again: it should have been almonds, so it could be Armand's almonds. <laughs> again, I think I thought, again. I thought we cut that out of the last episode. Yeah, exactly. I, I thought we had that. Well, that was my big problem with it: is that it wasn't almonds. It is what? Um, I well, because I agree with you. When I saw the butterscotch, what the priest, are you agreeing with? That when I saw, I'm explaining said. it. That, when I saw the that, uh, butterscotch, the big Russian guy is the barbecue of the show. That's what. He's, oh yes. God. Let me just track back and really get into the barbecue of, of it all. Yeah, no, the, the, when I saw the butterscotch of the previous one, I was like, "Oh no, this is going to be weird." However, <laughs> it plays. and then when People he did it, I was like, "Butterscotch." I was like, on its surface, that's pretty lame. But let me throw out this theory: What if he is? trolling her he's being mm, like yeah, Ooh, exactly. you want this butterscotch mm-hmm. you know where i got he's this because i know that you were her. there yeah and i the think the sword he, fight continued past the sword fighting and it was yes. a great move on his part because at what after she stormed off he loved every second of it mm-hmm. yeah and i think she that was puts like him what's that about and he put it in his mouth and he was like that that puts in it him and it yeah on the butterscotch a little bit because he was laughing too hard as a villain what a way to go. Yeah. I think that puts him in a position where, I mean, he's in between. He's like trying to troll Kate while at the same time not be too mean to her in front of her mom, who right, he right. ostensibly loves or has a relationship yeah. with. So it's like he can be like, a dick. It's a great way to be a dick is to get yeah, out it's a, like a loaded candy. Nut flexing all over us all the time. You know, mm-hmm. it's like too. And it does. We should also mention it ties back to the comics. There's those classic ads where they capture the swordsman by throwing out a bunch of butterscotch in front of him. And he's like, ooh, got to have my Werther's. And then grabs yeah. them and eats them. And well, I'm glad yeah. we're talking about Werther's because if you're going to butterscotch, I mean that's the best way to it's go. It's the original. Yeah, it's the original, Pete. 
I really I like I, uh, I the updated the updated Werthers that they really started to expand the brand. New Werthers, Crystal. Are you talking Werthers? about the Chews? You talking I like about the Crystal Chews? Werthers? I like uh, Werthers Code Red is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Don't play with I my buy, uh, your explanation of the butterscotch makes sense to me. By the way, Justin, I, I think I didn't catch on to that, but I'll buy that. I, and I, I'm only I'm trying to give the the character in the show a little more credit, and I hope that's the way it goes. Well, I think that's how Tony Dalton is playing it, and I'll continue yes. to. Double down. He's so good and even better in this episode. The way that he is constantly smiling underneath that mustache, terrifying. Terrifying. And that mustache is goofy as shit. And the fact that he's still menacing underneath that real Mark Twain stem winder of a stash (laughs) is amazing. Yeah, the fact that he's still creepy styles underneath that goofy shit is impressive. But it is well, it's well done. It's It's a fun combo. Mm -hmm. A couple of other things that I'll mention The whole fight at Kate's apartment I thought was great Just really well done with the fire and everything That was fun So many the bottle and throwing it back And her getting the shot uh, Getting the the arrow into the Molotov cocktail They made Mm -hmm. a lot of Molotov cocktails I also love the pizza guy being like Come on, what are you doing? You're burning my place here And they're like, (laughs) I don't know that was very true. We keep that fire in the oven for the pizza. That's <laughs> yeah. all everywhere else. Hey, what are you doing? Uh, the other thing we should talk about, though, we mentioned her earlier. We only get a very little bit. But what did you think about this introduction of Maya Lopez at the end of the episode? And what do you think she means for the series going forward? Well, that's a huge villain reveal. That whole kind of like set up like the hallway, the kind of whole thing was very dramatic and I thought very cool. And it'll be interesting to see how uh, how it plays out for sure. I thought it was going to be I thought Echo was going to be introduced in a much smaller way. The fact that she's sort of the button on this whole episode, I was like, oh, I think she will have a larger role. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she's running the tracksuit mafia, I'm like, that's weird. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. in the comics, Echo is sort of a fringe player, sort of uh, has her own agenda. And now the fact yeah. that she's like running some like very doofy criminals feels like it's she's going to be coming from a different place. here. And for those who don't know her, we're definitely going to find out more about her in the next episode. But at least in the comics, she can copy other people's movements. She is deaf. So there's certainly a potential there for her to work in some way with Hawkeye, maybe one of the things that we're not dealing with that we touch on very briefly in this episode is Hawkeye now having a hearing aid. We get that great montage where Kate asks him, why do you have a hearing aid? And it just flashes to every enormous explosion he's been next to. And he's like, it's a long story. Um, So maybe that is the thing that's holding him back. The fact that he hasn't been able to compensate for that. And he is feeling weaker in some way because he is hearing impaired. Maybe Echo is going to teach him, no, there's a way to use this as your superpower instead exactly. of your super hindrance. Yeah, but uh, that's a great But then call. the question is, if she is a villain, how does that happen? But I get the sense that she's probably not, right? Yeah. I mean, the, we don't know. It seems like the, she is, though, at the end of the app. But, yes, she's running the tracksuit mafia, but let's remember the tracksuit mafia's whole thing was to break into this evil auction uh, where they were selling a watch from Avengers Tower that she seems to want to get her hands on for some reason. So they weren't doing necessarily bad things. It's just funny how doofy they are, and she seems very serious, then she's in charge of that. Yeah. I'll throw out something else to you that sort of ties into a discussion that we were having earlier, and there's been lots and lots of rumors about this. 
when they mention that the track, there was a lot of time spent talking about Ronin decimating the underworld of New York, as well as obviously other cities, killing people there, changing the whole balance of power and everything. And they, there was some brief mention about how the tracksuit mafia. Oh, I think when he's talking to Linda Cardellini, he's like, I don't know how high this goes up, where this goes yeah. all the way to the top. There's been a lot of rumors about Vincent D'Onofrio potentially coming back as the kingpin. Go fuck yourself. That would be amazing. It would be amazing because he's absolutely fantastic uh, as kingpin. One of the, Pete, you and I agree, one of the few good things to come out of the Marvel Netflix shows. Go fuck. You're a piece of shit. (laughs) Wow. But he turned it would his be mic very on. interesting if they dealt with, yes, this is part of continuity. Kingpin is part of continuity. Rodin came in, decimated the underworld. What happens to Kingpin in that case? What is it? What happens? What is his place there? Maybe Echo has taken over the tracksuit mafia while he's rebuilding somewhere else. Maybe she works directly for him. There's certainly a long tradition in the comics of female badass characters working directly for the kingpin in some capacity. So I don't know. Possibilities there. Do you think that's a end of season reveal? Kingpin? I, I, I think yes, if they're going to do it and if they were going to keep it secret, the way of doing that is end credit sequence in the final episode. Oh yeah. man. Um, agree. I think it'd be weird if the Kingpin came in early. Here. Or the greatest. <laughs> okay. The counterpoint. Yeah, yeah. Um, counterpoint. What other moments from the episode would you like to call out, if any? Pete uh, or I Justin? Mean, uh, first Either off, one. the fact that we got Pete's dog out there. You know what I mean? Like, it's out Eat there a lot early, of pizza. really pushing this. Uh, so hopefully we can get an all pizza dog app. You know what I mean? Pizza Tampa. dog pushing the pizza agenda. Yep. to uh, to the masses here. I definitely uh I I just think that like I'm really happy with the way things are moving forward and the relationship of Kate and Clint and the back and forth. Uh you know, the, even the are you casing like what's going on just really just fun. I I'm loving the choices that the actors are making with these characters. This really feels like it just Avengers th- continued the movie. So I'm having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> they really is, should call the next one that. Yeah. Avengers continued. Continued. Colon the movie. <laughs> That's what you pitched, right, Pete? Yep. And this movie really scratches the scrotum. <laughs> Later. Oh, uh, couple things to call out. Uh, they're having a conversation in CVS. First off, we get a lot of wound cleaning uh, tips yep. here in this episode, which <laughs> I thought was important. interesting. Seriously, uh, though, I mean, that's got to be important. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think I feel this like- was I, – I, I took that, particularly given there's this exchange later on where Kate's like, wait, you haven't taught me anything yet. She just naturally assumes, great. I'm going to be a superhero. I met the superhero. We're going to go into trading. I'm a new vigilante. I'm going to be part of the Avengers. Continued. Called in the movie. Let's go. And Clint isn't like that at all. So I do think the wound cleaning and that basically being all he teaches her is a very calculated thing on his part to be like, I'm not giving you anything. I'm not encouraging Mm -hmm. you down this path. This is a bad path. I'm a grumpy guy. You'll end up as a grumpy girl. Let's not do this. Grumpy old Hawkeye. I loved how she was like, come on, like trick arrows, t- show me something, you know. But but I think the lesson, the underlying lesson there is like the real 
things you have to learn in super heroics are these like how to fix a wound, how to like you yeah. know pay attention to the the news or to he like it, it's very much like down to earth <laughs> stuff. We listen yeah, to Pat Kiernan. It's Pat a real Kiernan, superpower. Come on, two, two in a row. Part of, a big part of this episode is it being like, hey, yep. you made the news twice. Hey, did you see this other news? At least I'm also, at this Pat news. Kiernan during the day this time, which makes I a think the more next sense. step is going to be Pat versus Zeko. Who's going to win? Pat. Pat Kiernan. Yeah, hundred percent all day. Yeah. Let's hey, go you know into in the, the papers. papers. <laughs> <No>! <laughs> We are real New York heads. Um, but let me uh, also say, huge flaw. They go into a CVS in this mm-hmm. episode, and they are walking past, and there's a bunch of wine for sale in CVS. Yes. Not, it no, doesn't happen not, in New York City. Not possible. Busted. They yeah. filmed that possible. elsewhere, 100%. Yeah. Which I thought that was an interesting uh, continuity error, because I was like, you don't have to show that. Show That's... anything else in the CVS or wherever you were. <laughs> I 100% uh, agree, Yes. Um, so that was a little weird. The only other thing I was going to call out is, so the guy who's, uh, has the Ronin costume in the LARPing sequence, yep. mm-hmm. he gets it back from him. And then there's this long thing where they like have a conversation and he's like, Hey, my name's Grills. And yeah, I was Grills. like, Oh, we're going to see this guy again. Why would we introduce him if we're, he doesn't come back? So I'm very curious if, to your point, Alex, it is weird to have a whole LARPing's crazy, right? Sequence. The fact that now that we've established a LARPer, I think they're going to come back and end up being like fighting the tracksuit mafia at yeah, some point. Yeah, that makes sense. I like yeah. that theory. All right. Before we wrap up here, though, and we've touched on this a little bit already, let's go to the vision board and talk about what we want to see going forward. Pete, what's on your vision board for the next episode of Hawkeye? Uh, I just more shenanigans. Uh, I'm having a great time. You know what I mean? Like things don't need to get super important. You know, we can just have fun, get to know each other. Maybe have a pizza dog app. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, do you uh, do you want there to be a pizza dog app? I, I, I do. I, really bad. I want pizza and I want a pizza dog app. <laughs> I want pizza. Um, I uh, I feel like we could just actually just pull clips from last episode of Boat Pizza and just lay them in here at the end. You're goddamn uh, right. <laughs> he could just take a powder here uh, for a sec. Um, More New I, York one. More New York one. Great. Um, I, uh, I Just to interrupt before you get there, Justin, I, I don't know if you know this, Pete, but New York one and pizza are both things you can get in real life pretty much whenever you want. That's a good point. See you later. <laughs> wow. And that's when he logged off. Uh, I think uh, more of the of the two Hawkeyes together um, messing things up and uh, Hawkeye, Clint, having more fun. Luke continue to loosen him up. Uh, but getting together and having this show be a real triumvirate with Echo joining them as uh, almost a team feels very cool. And I, I could see that really working. I am really excited to see Echo's powers and how they work here. Mm. You know, we got to see one copying superhero, supervillain with Taskmaster in the Black Widow movie. They obviously yep. had their take there. Echo is honestly kind of similar in the comics, just in terms of how her powers are executed. So I'm curious to find what the riff is. That'll be interesting to see, as well as, like you said, Justin, how she interacts with Kate, how she interacts with Clint. Uh, Very excited to see her in the next episode. And folks... That is it. If you'd like to support our podcast, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Crowdcast on YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about Hawkeye. iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe, 
Follow and listen to the show at Marvel Vision Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more. Be sure to come back next week where you just scratch the scrotum. Oh, <laughs> come on. Man. That's, that's not, not really. Let's not let that live. What? That's not important. Right. Okay.